Hey, boo. Hey, I was starting to worry. It was taking so long to connect. <laughs> I'm all right, friend. I'm all right. I'm just having a nice, cool, castle light beer. It's so delicious. Mm. Like, I don't usually drink. I'm of sober habits because I'm trying to get the body in shape and I'm trying to keep my fitness game like on point. But, you know... And once in a while, it, uh, just one small beer doesn't hurt. All things in moderation, you know. And can I make a comment on that? You are looking fine. <laughs> you are looking so good. Like, I don't know why it threw me for a loop. Like, uh, I think you haven't posted in a while. but at, uh, And then you posted recently. I was like, hey, boo, boo. <laughs> and then, what? like, the sudden sw- switch up. Because I think the last time... Like you and I spoke about your body. Mm. It was uh, like you were saying, you're feeling a bit chubby or whatever. Mm. And I remember you posted a very lovely picture on on Instagram. And I thought, you just look good, you know. I, I didn't, I mean, obviously the body is yours. And what we, and how we see our bodies or especially like what we don't like is always a little bit more amplified than, you know, what it really is. Mm. But anyway, I just saw, the, uh, you know, a, a nice picture and I was like, oh, okay. And then jiggy, 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 jiggy. <laughs> hey, bo. Hey, I swan. Hey, wow, like, In the shadows, you came through like, hala. <laughs> wow, friend, I'm legit blushing. Thank you so much. <laughs> okay before we go okay that's that's a funny thing we should talk about body um image and beauty and all of that that is the subject of our conversation today but before we head into that how are you my friend we haven't spoken in a bit of a while um yeah how are mm. you? how's your day been oh friend like i'm in this perpetual state of limbo Mm. but i've just accepted it for what it is you know because i I, ever since i came to china back to china Mm. i've been like waiting to go back and then now i can't so uh i've been counting the days because the my contract was supposed to end on the 4th of august Mm. and now it's getting closer and closer to the 4th of august and it looks like Ikel, are you in <laughs> I'm just gonna be here, so did you it, it, my girl. It's okay. <laughs> just, friend, just go buy a cat, go get a pet because you are there for a while. Shame, just get comfortable. You have no idea, like, you act like I haven't even thought about this. I have, <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay well, friend, we'll, we'll I'll keep you in my prayers. Hopefully, the day will come. Thanks, and then... Mm, but besides that you know i'm good i'm good i'm just all i'm taking it all as cosmic intervention you know i'll Mm. be back home when i need to be home and god being good everything will be fine with my friends and family and in fact everyone you know because we're all just trying to get through the plague and do you know what the thing is also like right now you're very frustrated because you're within the situation but watch now like six months Three to six months later, you'll be like, oh, that's why I had to be like, you'll find out that God was something, mm. you know. Yeah. It all makes sense. Like, we get frustrated in the moment, but hindsight is, like, the best vision. That's when you'll see yeah. things fell into place. That's why, for me, sometimes when I go through st- stressful situations, I'm just like, okay, it doesn't make sense now, but, you know, I've trusted God up until now, and he got me here, so let me 
Mm. more and and he's never failed mm. he's never failed and it's gotten me through a lot of you know shitty situations that i just don't understand why it's happening but then three to six months later or even a year later or even two years later mm. you'll be like oh that's why that happened okay cool okay, i see it yeah okay mm. friend so today on the podcast sure. me and you are going to discuss body image um body positivity and beauty standards and i would yes. open with a question might be a bit personal but you know that's why we're here we're here to share we're here to heal friend what is your relationship with your body how do you imagine your body how do you live in your body oh friend like i wish I loved my vessel a lot more. Like I, I have, I, there are parts of me that step outside of feeling shitty about it. And I'm just like, hey, boo, hey, boo, zime. this is your body girl. It does so much for you. Mm. I appreciate it a lot more. And when I pray, like one of the things that I pray for, you know, uh, about the most and honestly with the deepest gratitude is that, I am able-bodied, I'm okay, and I can function. I have, I, I have this opportunity to experience the world as much as I can in this body that I'm living in, whereas there are people who just can't, you know, mm-hmm. for whatever reason. My body has been so, so good to me, but what I've come to realize, um, and this is a like, very new thing for me. I think I've mentioned it to you before, that suddenly... I'm not liking her very much. Like, and I don't know where it started because I've all, my, my body shape, my body size has always more or less been the same. Mm. And before I never, not to say I never cared at all. I mean, we live in a society that makes us care. Mm. You know, you can't, you can't say, oh, I don't care what people think. Like the system is designed to make you feel like you have flaws so that you can go out and buy stuff so that. Capitalism. Yes. So Mm. that, you know, people sitting in their, their corporate offices can make a coin, not just a coin, a couple of coins. Mm -hmm. The beauty industry is vast and they make so much money plaguing on your insecurities, you know? Mm. So. I mean, I've always been I've always been aware of that, mm. but I just feel now I'm just feeling extra sort of unloving towards my body, and it's just really like it's it's so strange. Like, why now? Like, what is it? And sometimes when I sit and I think about it, it it leads me back to the amount of social media that I'm taking mm. in every day because because nothing else around me has changed, you know. So. Yeah, I wish I appreciated her more. Mm, I feel you. I feel you. Um, on my end, I have had an eating disorder since um high school, and I don't. Uh, it's it's long. Like it's 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 it, where it comes from is mm. very long. Like okay, I'll just give you just a bit of just a bit of backstory. I remember there's this girl, this lovely girl who I follow on Twitter called Nwabisa, who asked a question, how old were you when you went on your first diet? And I remembered, fuck, I was really young, right? And yeah. um, I was young, and I grew up with 
black mothers, you know, black mothers with that. No, I'm trying to lose weight. I'm trying to like, that's the perpetual conversation that's in black mothers' houses. I mean, black mothers took on, what's this thing? Banting. Like when it came, they were the biggest trumpeters of it, mm. you know? Um, so I grew up with a mom whose weight fluctuated up and down and she was always trying to lose weight. So I think because I saw that a lot, that was, those were the words that were being spoken around me. I kind of emulated it and I started becoming that person who had to lose weight like i okay i had both anorexia and bulimia so i don't mm. i don't say that i had either or i just say my eating is disordered like it's not it's not healthy yeah. i don't have a healthy yeah. relationship with food i still don't but now mm. it's gotten better because i have come to understand through therapy and self-reflection that this is something that you never actually arrive at a full place of healing it's something that you learn to manage yeah. so that the quality of your life mm. is not degraded so anyway my 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 thing with my body is um it's very weird it's it's because what i'll say is i am a light skinned man uh who is a size 30 waist um, who has abs, who has a chest, who has shoulders, legs, you know, and I, yes. ob I objectively, is it objectively or subject? Objectively, I tick all the boxes of conventional attractiveness. But there is a weird mm. thing that happens psychologically where I don't see that as me. And that's where imposter syndrome comes into play. So... Like, I forget how I look when I'm not standing in front of a mirror. And when I'm not standing in front of a mirror, what's playing in my mind? That narrative of your body's not good enough. Either, because I'm also plagued by a similar thing that you're plagued with in terms of social media. Like, um, social media has... Uh, one of my favorite YouTube bloggers uh, made a note about this, that social media has a homogenizing effect in terms of, like, there's a certain specific look that is being churned out now like you see everyone looks like yeah that uh -huh. you know like you have to look a certain way in order to be beautiful and as much as we try and combat with body positivity body positivity doesn't have the money that capitalism has behind and um preying on your insecurities so mm, this is true so i mean it's it's messed up but you know this is why these conversations this is why we are here to have these conversations to see how we can improve our lives and live more freer yes friend and also the capitalist machine is really strong here like it's it's the strongest thing you know um i think everybody and everybody knows guys you're fine you know in our minds we know mm. we know like there are times where I'll like be in the mirror, be like, shit, you know, like genuinely be like, wow, Zime, you look good, girl. You look good. Mm. You know, and not even trying to console myself, just be like, okay, damn, girl, you look nice. Go about my day and my day is fine. But it only takes one post or one comment for me to change, you know how i how i feel about myself whether it be on instagram and you know also living in in china has has impacted on me because here in china telling people that they're fat is 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 very normal and you'll find somebody very thin like very thin mm. thin a thin girl you know? and they'll be like oh you're so fat you're so fat and the girl will be like yes i know i'm fat all my colleagues are on diet Wow. They're always starving themselves. They're always, 
you know, competing to see who can go without eating for the longest wow. time. And I'm like, looking at these women and I'm like, girl, you need to eat, actually, you know. So this machine is very powerful because it's different in the States. It's different mm-hmm. in, in, I mean, there are commonalities, right? Mm. Um, but the one thing that the machine does is to make sure that you're not secure, regardless of where you're from or, you know, the, 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 the generation you were born in or the time you lived in, you know, like, because if you take a look at, I was actually on the net just now before we started and I, um, uh, there's a, like a series of photos that describe, um, beauty standards um from the early 1900s all the way through to Hmm. to now and these bodies are different all the time and so it's like this game of chase 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 Hmm. i need to be like this i need to be like this and you'll never reach it so even the most intelligent woman or the most intelligent man will be sitting there like smart you know guys you know how to like in your mind, you know mm. that this is a machine at play. And you know when you look at yourself, I'm beautiful. And you know that there's more to you than just your looks. Mm. But somehow, the machine manages to sneak in into your life and have you feeling away. That's just how it's designed. I love how, I love that thing that you said about how, like, it may be different on based on the time that you are in or the location of where you're in. But mm. its main premise is just you lack this. Like there's something that's held yeah. up yeah. as the as what perfection is. And what's so fucked up is think about me and you. Okay, you're 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 slightly older than me, but we grew up around the same influences and around the same um around the same time. Yeah. Think about how mm. how we literally went from back in the nineties. It was all about as skinny as you can get. Because that model, that thick, thin model, twiggy (laughs) um, body was Mm. was the ideal. That was the ideal that was... And the tits, and the tits, the big breasts, yeah. Mm. And now, think about, we've moved from that to now, think about how... bodies look on instagram and what's being held up as the as the as the as the as the norm as the master narrative it's the kim kardashian the cartoonish tiny waist with the big hips Mm. and you know Mm. sorry yeah the this thing this there was saying um there was a connection problem but it's it fixed itself now um but yeah there's always there's always something that the big corporations put money behind to be like this is what you should look like in order to be happy. And it's like, like you say, like we're smart enough to be like, no, that's not true. But something being repeated to you over and over and you consuming Mm -hmm. that, you kind of consume it on a subconscious level without even realizing, you know? Yes, definitely. Yeah. Um, Definitely. Okay, friend, here's a... Oh, yes, sorry. Sorry to interrupt Mm -hmm. you. Yes, so I was saying, so then the question then the question becomes, how do we move past it? So here come along the body positive people. Oh my gosh. And, uh, I mean, great, guys. It comes from a place, and I'm saying it because in, for so many reasons I can relate. Mm. It comes from a place of desperately wanting to be free of this 
you know, uh, to be free of these ideals that, you know, all of these corporations have put on you. In fact, there's one ideal. The ideal is that you're not good enough or you need something else. Like, it's, it doesn't really go further than that. Mm, really. mm. Because I know it's, it's not just about body image. It's, it's also, you know, um, social status. Mm. Like, you know, what car are you driving? Um, where are you seen? With whom? You know, what type of people? What kind of LSM? you're in mm. you should always be in a better lsm you know like if you're driving if you what, what's a if you're driving a what a ford ranger you should definitely like the peak yeah like the ultimate maybe is like what lamborghini of some sort or whatever you know you always need to try and get somewhere that's how this thing works mm. so with the body with the body uh positive movement um like it's great guys but in so many ways it can also be uh it's it's also flawed because in a way they're also selling to you that you know you should want to speak out uh, against this um against all of these standards that have been put in place all of these things that you should be or you're being told that you need you know uh so i was listening to um a video we to on instagram that mm. speaks about how people like to uh people specifically directed to body positivity people that we're also um amped about proving that you know these are our bodies reclaiming our bodies and um being sexually liberated Mm. and all of that but all of that stuff in a way and i'm talking about and i'm talking um, specifically from the um point of view of a woman all of the stuff that you find on social media that is being done by you know, the body positivity movement still feeds into the white male gaze, Mm. you know? So then like, like, where do you, like, what, what are you supposed to do? And this is a question that I asked myself and I just came to the conclusion that do nothing, you know, to prove that you don't have to prove to people that your body is good and that you, you are confident and all of that, Mm. because in doing so, like, like, how are you going to do that? For whom are you doing it? Mm. What matters is how you feel. So as long as you've got it sorted in your mind, then essentially you shouldn't be doing anything to prove anything to anyone. I mean, I don't know how you feel. Maybe I'm wrong because it's something that I never thought about it until I watched that video. Um, I think just as much, just as pervasive as... Ooh, I'm, I'm even using that word correctly. Just as um, uh, capitalism and preying on our insecurities ne, is almost mm. on a daily, if not every minute of, you know, whatever wh- whatever you're consuming yeah. on whatever platform, be it, be it um, print, be it social media, be it music videos or be it discussions. I think mm. um, body positivity is trying to combat that which is why it's as loud as it is like which is i'm not sure i'm making sense like i hear what you mean okay but then this just perpetuates the entire thing you know Mm. 
what I was, um, I love the fact like that, it's a cycle. Yeah. I love the fact that you were talking about body positivity because I wanted to ask you like previously when I had interrupted you and, but I'm glad that you moved on to body positivity because I was going to ask you a topic here for discussion is, let me just give you a bit of context. There was this ah, okay. fine, fine boy, ah, beautiful boy, like biracial looking, like good her, some broad shoulders, mm. you know, abs and all that. Like he was fine. Like he was beautiful. And he yeah. had posted with a hashtag of body positivity. And people underneath the comments were so mean. And that they're like they were like, this isn't your movement. Uh pretty people are always like trying to get Whoa. ahead off of the off off of like other people, like um the, this movement isn't for you and whatever. And I was like, I was conflicted mm. because on one end, I was like, you as a person should be able to step outside of yourself and just objectively look at who a movement is meant for. It's not it's not for you it wasn't founded by or for you it was founded by people who are the victims of people who look like you who perpetuate that beauty that you objectively have as a commodity right but then on the other hand i was like you can't tell someone how to feel listen i of course i have body dysmorphia that's also another thing on top of the on top of the that's where that whole thing about like, I can objectively see how my body is, but then I struggle with believing it as my own comes my body dysmorphia where sometimes I feel like I'm fat or sometimes I feel like I'm too thin and there's just always like a moving in flux. And I was like, body positivity is exactly the medicine that I need, but I'm able to step outside of myself and just be like, I can tell that this movement was not made for me. It was, I, I don't know. It's, did you see the conflict that I'm going through where it's like, we should be celebrating yeah. all bodies, but um, people who benefit. This is how I feel as well, which goes back to what I'm, what I was saying earlier. Mm. Like where, where are the rules? Because I mean, the way uh, body positivity is designed to look anyway is that everyone is welcome everyone should feel good about their bodies and i feel like if that's the case then it's it's nobody's job to be like no this is not for you nobody knows what that gorgeous light skin you know boy with beautiful hair is going through internally you know because even the Mm. most beautiful person can easily feel ugly you know can i can i also can i also um yet again like where my where the, where my conflict comes from also it's that thing of the reason why i feel like it's not a movement for people who are conventionally attractive is that thing of you you are going to come into the space where a marginalized people have created some safe space for themselves and you're going to come in here and because of uh, the privilege that you have, you kind of stand on a higher platform and it's like you become the face of that, which means that you'll be further marginalizing people. That's the problem that I have with it, which is why I feel like people who, who you might not feel it, but you should have enough social responsibility to be um, introspective enough and even like step outside of yourself and just be like, yes, I may have disordered. Like this is the, this is the script that I'm going through. Yes, I may have disordered eating. I may have uh, body dysmorphia, but I cannot put myself in a space where there are people who are um, vilified for being fat, like or vilified for for being not conventionally looking like me. I benefit. Mm-hmm. 
I benefit from from the structure of beauty as a commodity. And the thing is that in me benefiting, it's about being socially conscious enough to just be like, where do I belong? And it's like, I should rather go to therapy because that that movement was not made for me. It was made for bodies that were deemed deviant. And my body is not seen as deviant. So it's a push and pull where I'm like, listen, we want us body positivity is about celebrating everyone and everyone's bodies. But if we're being, mm-hmm. if we're keeping it hundred percent, body positivity is about, um, bringing out of the margins those that have been pushed into it you know and the thing is it's Mm -hmm. up to us the people who benefit from listen i always say this thing and as a gay man i also it's 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 a it's a belief that i transcribe over from my queer politics into my uh beauty as a commodity politics right which is you the way for you to gain the trust of people within a certain community that you belong to is to turn down your privilege or in essence, use your privilege as something that might put you in danger, put you in the same line of danger as the people that you are being a social activist for. By that, I mean, men who are more masculine presenting in the gay community need to lay down their masculinity for the feminine men who are deemed deviant or who have huge targets on their backs because those are the people that Mm. move the liberation forward. It's also the same thing. The reason why I was saying I was transcribing it over into the um, beauty realm is you as a beautiful, you as a person who benefits from the structure of beauty need to be able to let people have their own conversation, right? And lay down your privilege and say, no, but fuck that. But the problem is this... This is the problem with society in general. You standing up for marginalized people is not incentivized. It's the same reason why men are not feminists, because there's no incentive for them to tear down patriarchy, even though men tearing down patriarchy also benefits them directly. It's like, if you tear down patriarchy, do you realize that then you could advocate for things like being a house husband, or then you wouldn't have to subscribe to these Mm -hmm. traditional gender roles where men are oppressed? Men are oppressed by patriarchy. Let's be honest. They just don't see it because it rewards them. It rewards them with the left hand while, yeah. while it beats them with the... Ooh, it rewards them with the left hand while the it right beats them hand. with the right hand. Yes. So, whew, sorry. I went on a huge ramble there. But that, so that's how I genuinely... No, like, speak it. Speak mm. it, friend. Like, you're making so much sense. Like, for me, like, the way you put it, mm. it just makes me feel like... Mm, Hey, friend. Friend, yeah, Ben Choge, but the way mm. you're putting it is is really making so much clear to me, you know, and also just the references that you have that you have used, and mm. I don't know. I just feel like it's just one of those battles that you know is going to go on and on forever because. I don't think people shouldn't be allowed to enter the conversation, but at the same time, there will be people who enter the conversation and it's not really for them. Like who writes the rules? Mm, Who writes the mm. rules? And that's why I was saying earlier that the best solution is just to be silent in your quest to feel more confident in your quest to um, emancipate. I think the most important thing the, the best place to start is yourself 
uh, before you can even you know take it to other people because whenever you now whenever there's a large group of people who are doing something regardless for what reason they'll excuse me there'll always be some type of pushback you know mm. and then it's it will just like create so many more obstacles but also thinking about it like you it's it's part of people's social responsibility to speak out against um, whatever ills plague them or plague the people around them. So mm. the way you put it really, you're just putting it in a way that I've never thought about it. You know, like who you know what is I, allowed to come to this table? Mm. You, know? you know, another thing also, oh, fuck. This thing, sorry, friend, my network is just really shitty. So it keeps saying reconnecting. Like earlier, I literally just cut and I was like, oh, what the fuck? Anyway, yeah. um, can you hear me? I can. Okay. Um, uh, body positivity, right? Oh, what I, 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 I just want to echo and just jump off of what you were saying about how, you know, the best thing you can do is like do it silently. Um, so I'm an advocate of uh, more than one thing can be. So while I do believe that yeah. they do, there does need to be more dialogue around it. I also do believe that there is, something powerful in an activism where you just see somebody fully living their truth. Mm. Maybe that person doesn't have a dissertation. Maybe that person doesn't have the words to describe it, but they just feel good in their body and you want to emulate that and you just like want to access those good feelings. And I think that is also another narrative of body positivity. For me, I have seen like big women like and like small women and like, I've seen that the common thread of what I want or like what I aspire to in those people is confidence. Yeah. And these are people who are like, uh, okay, this is going to sound really bad, but oh my gosh, guys, please don't cancel me. This is going to sound really <laughs> bad. It's, it's that thing of like, you know, when you look at someone and you're like, I will, but if this person can feel good about themselves or can celebrate the bodies as beautifully as they do, or they can move around the world as freely as not as shackled as they move around, as they navigate the world, surely I can do it. Mm. And, you know, for me, it's gone, it's gone away from joy. It's gone away from how many push-ups can I do? Cause I thought that would be the key to my liberation. It's gone away from, how many push-ups can I do or how long can I plank into how good can I feel? Like how deep can this root of goodness go mm -hmm. and how much can I access that feeling of goodness, you know? And yes, I get it through exercise, but I also get it through not judging myself. And I also get it through just celebrating my body. That thing that you said about like, you know, sometimes you can look in the mirror and be like, no, I'm beautiful. It's also about being conscious about mm -hmm. doing that, doing that deliberately. Yeah. Because what you're being, what you're being fed on a subconscious level, and oh my gosh, I sound like, I sound like a conspiracy theory. We sound like conspiracy theorists. But what <laughs> you're being fed on a subconscious level is, um, capitalism thrives off of aspirationalism. Mm, that thing yeah, that you were talking you can about. Do better, you can do more. You can. Of like, there's always a place to reach where you can where you can get more. This is why, like like somebody doesn't stop at me being a millionaire they have to go on to being a billionaire yeah. and then you know there's always the next thing where it's like uh um where's the roof on this thing yeah. so and it's really, about like being like but also i'd just like to say mm. like that ideal 
you know, that there's always more, you can always try harder, blah, blah, blah. It can, it can also be good in many ways because, guys, if you're not happy with your body and there's something you can do to change it, do it. I don't, I don't see anything wrong with that. I don't see anything wrong with that. You know? Can I, can I, can I bring a table to the table? Can I, br- ooh, a table to the table. Sorry, this castle light is just hitting me very nicely. Um, can I bring a topic to the, <laughs> can I bring a topic to the table for discussion? Yeah. Um, skin bleaching. Hey, Tommy, bring them all, all of them. Put them on the <laughs> table. When I skin bleaching, when I wearing a weave, um, when I oh, cosmetic I contact lenses, when all of I, all of all of it. Yeah, the table is big. All of them. Put them here. <laughs> all of them. Bring. So, you talk know? to me. What are your thoughts about skin? What are your thoughts about skin bleaching? Yeah. Let's go deeper into skin bleaching for me. Mm, a lot of people, ooh, and the whole tips are, are gonna come through <laughs> with their gum boots. They are coming. <laughs> I can, I can see them. Yes, we have already, you know, <laughs> they already started collecting each other. They're like skin bleaching. Mm-hmm. Yes, their ears are buzzing. <laughs> <laughs> Friend, I think it's very important to be clear on your own psychology as a as a person you know how do mm. you, how do you think of yourself like truly truly like there are all of these things that are constantly at play as we mm. navigate our way through this life right do you really really hate yourself or do you just want to make yourself better because if everything mm. you do is coming from a place of and is tandy then regardless of what you do, you'll never, you won't shame. Like You'll never shame. Yeah, you'll never reach a point of just being happy. You'll always be hustling coins to do more, you know? And Mm, so mm. be honest with yourself. Is this self-hatred? Like, do you, and it's so important to actually have this conversation with yourself and not just be like, hi, Suka, I can do what I want with my body. Yada, yada, yada. Yes, of course. We are all aware that you can do whatever you want with your body. And at the end of the day, nobody's going to stop you. Do what you like. Mm. But be concerned enough with your own psychological, emotional, spiritual well being that you know where to draw the line. Because all of the stuff mm. that you do is really, it's not necessary. But Mm-hmm. this life guys like is nice and we all want nice things so make yourself nice decorate yourself enjoy mm-hmm. enjoy the human experience don't now mm-hmm. wear these long dresses up to your ankles and you know don't wear makeup and walk around with you know like tough mm-hmm. that you can't mm-hmm. handle you know or because you want to be seen in a certain way babes if you've been if if you feel like you will you'll feel better feel that's the word feel better mm, if you just mm. each go for it and i like this conversation of people wanting to be white for me it's like i saw that guys this this thing of lightening your skin has been happening forever forever mm-hmm. in every part of the world so i mean look drag me it's fine guys but i feel like <laughs> people the people who have the people who are angered by people who do certain things to to modify themselves they're the ones mm. who have a problem as well like why is this touching you so much why right um 
Can I? Can I? Can I? Or please. I don't want to. I don't want to interrupt you. No, you please. Th- okay. Cool. So, um, what's this thing? Skin bleaching. Skin bleaching, guys. I love how Kanyimbao bleached her skin in front of us. I love it, how hey, Mshosa <laughs> bleached her skin in front of us. Because, listen, the conversation for me is not um, we should stop skin bleaching. We should stop the feelings that make people feel like they should bleach their skin. Because... Yeah. It's so difficult being a black woman in the world. I don't know if you know, do you know that shirt that Andre 3000 wore that when he said the darkest skinned citizens are always the the most poorly treated all over the world. Mm. Why is that? Mm. So my thing is when it comes to women, right? Black women, there's a thing of like, Men will call you all types of names. They will abuse you. They will accost you. You'll be made fun of for your skin color. They'll be like, ah, you spend too long in the sun. Hurtful things. Things that are genuinely hurtful, right? Mm. And then once you decide, I can't take this shit anymore. I want to make my life a little better. Um, So I'm going to go bleach my skin. The same men who have been attacking you then come around and say, why are you bleaching your skin? Friend, you should love your skin. And they will Booty, go and how am I buy you your own skin? crucifix. <laughs> hey, friend. The thing just, it, it, it baffles me. Like, oh, like a perfect case study would be um, Serena Williams. Mm. For years. Okay, Serena Williams didn't bleach. For years, Serena Williams was called all types of um, anti-black, massage noir, um, Degrading names as a black woman, mm-hmm. right? She just happened to fall in love with a with a man who wasn't black, with a white man. Were the same black men who couldn't call each other um, forward for accountability? Who maybe somebody could be like, "Oh, I never personally called Serena ugly, but your friends were, and you knew that was a conversation yeah. that was being had." But I feel like people don't approach. Uh, black women with empathy like black women have this burden of having to be perfect or having to like being stripped of their agency you know always being told how to feel and what to do and it's like no if we live that's why for me i'm like we're living in the age of cosmetic surgery i'm like let just the best thing that you can do the most empathetic view that you can take is just assume everyone has agency do yeah. not put, do not cast someone as a victim. Just be like, uh, don't take someone's power away by casting them as a victim. Just be like, that person is doing what they think is best for them. But like I was saying, sorry, just to go back on the Serena Williams thing. Mm. Um, yeah, she then married a, a, a white man. Black men were up in arms. She's betraying the race. She's this and this. She's this and this. And it's like, yo, you guys are, it's the same thing of like, um, Oh, sorry. Can I give a, just a, a quick little story? Yeah, I once yeah. met this girl. I once met this girl who was a light-skinned black girl. Uh, not, not, not very light-skinned, fair-skinned, like just brown-toned. Mm. And she said that she is going to marry a white man. And then I was like, okay, cool, that's interesting. And then I didn't pry any deeper because I'm like, oh, babes, do what you will. I also have my, my, my preferences, which might be seen yeah. as problematic. So let me, let, me, let me not even judge. Let me not even pry. 
this girl is like, no, I'm gonna wear, I'm gonna marry a white man because I want to have biracial children. And then I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then she's like, um, I had to suffer so much because of my complexion as a child. Well, yeah, she was, and she says she was darker as a child. She says she's mm. seen how the world treats little black girls. Yeah. And she's like, and she's like, if I have control over my house and my home and the child that I bring into this world, then I'm going to choose to bring in a little biracial baby. I'm going to give her a little bit of light skin privilege. Like, and I remember just being like, listen, what you're saying is a bit off, but it's a conversation that does need to be had. Yeah. And I was like, like now I'm kind of cringing because I'm like, okay. <laughs> I was, I mean, I'm, it sounds like I'm co-signing it, which I am, but I think, you know what? Actually, fuck it. I'm co-signing it. Guys, if you want to attack me, just realize that I'm not the person to be attacking. The person to be attacking <laughs> is white supremacy. Yeah. Black, and the way yeah. black men are called white supremacy. Women <laughs> are doing the best that they can to be like, like, I tweeted about this recently and I feel like it echoes what I'm saying now. Um, friend, do you know the Margaret Garner story? No, I don't. Okay, so Margaret Garner, I'll just summarize it. Margaret Garner mm -hmm. was a slave who escaped to freedom in the North. But back then, there was a law that said that um, if, a slave, if a slave master could return their slave back to the South, like they could, they could do that. They could move into free territory and go reclaim their slaves and put them back into slavery, right? So Margaret Garner was a woman who escaped into the North and escaped into freedom. And then her slave master came after her. With her slave master came, coming after her, she ran into the back and um, took an axe and killed one of her children and planned to kill another one. When she was asked why, she said, they will not live as I have lived. Mm. This Margaret Garner story is what influenced Toni Morrison's beloved novel, where, a similar, where, there's, a similar, where there's a similar narrative. So I feel like... In in that moment when that girl was saying that she's going to partner with a white man in order to bring a lighter skin child into the into the world i felt an echoing of that margaret garner story of her saying she will not live as i have lived yeah. you know and, whew, friend the whole taps will attack as they attack but listen i'm just and like everybody do they're, they're welcome yes but they're welcome they must come through. They're welcome. They can bring, they can, they can, like, I just need, if you're going to, like, if the hotels are going to come, let's just expand the conversation. Yeah. Don't just come with and, you know, vilifying and being, and being demeaning. No, come to me with, come to me with, 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 with actual receipts. Mm. I mean, we know that black is the weakest link in this struggle for liberation that we are currently on but that's another conversation for another day yeah and also friend like yes. we, we've said before that the most important thing um about this podcast is to discuss topics that are enlightening you know and everybody is welcome mm -hmm. to come and give opinions or like solutions give us solutions where are you at how are you navigating mm. your way through you know your experience as a a black or black woman, black whatever, black person in in this as a black queer person or black like yeah. navigating the world in a in a in a black body. You know, because it's, it's it's these are important conversations. And as you're telling me about this girl who says she wants to have a child with a white man, oh lord, it's 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 
I mean, it's sad, but I I do understand it. Like, I kind of get her mm. position. So there was a one time I was speaking to uh, one of my exes, actually. And mm. uh, he has kids with white women. So, like, this always made me feel away. Like, I would... Mm, I know this friend. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So then I asked him one day, just recently, and for some reason, like, it was, like, something that I'd always been curious about, but I didn't ask. So I I wanted to know, like, how do your kids identify? Like, are they black or white? You know, because, I Mm. mean, we're all aware that the black gene is the stronger gene. But on paper, Mm. are your children black or are they white? You know, or are they mm. other? <laughs> so, so he said to me, "They're." I mean, they, he didn't know how to answer me. He was just like, Ugh. "So I'm like, so on mm. paper, I get on paper on their birth certificate, are they registered as as black or white?" And um, he said, "They're." It's, he said nothing. He, they're not registered as anything. So I asked how, and he said, "Well, in his part of the world, they're." There's no, there are no, um, unlike whatever official forms, there's no option, there's no race option. So I was like, mm, okay, mm. well, okay, fine. Like, look, good for him, you know, if, if it's true. I don't know. Like, well, good for him. But now, in place, like in, a, in a many other places in the world, they, they, they don't have that luxury. You're either black or white or, you know, or other or, yeah, so yes, or whatever, or whatever it may be. And I feel like, that also plays a big role in um, certain spaces that you're allowed into, like corporate spaces, certain schools that you can go to um, and how people receive you. Because, for example, in places like Cape Town, if you're applying for, I mean, if you want, uh, oh, applying for jobs, yes. But also if you're looking for mm. an apartment or whatever, Ooh. they definitely take into consideration sure. whether you're black or white. Sure, friend. You just you just triggered me. <laughs> Cape Town and its race. How many flats and apartments did we look at, friend? <laughs> and the thing is that you'll be on the phone, something like, "Hi, can I come for a viewing?" And they're like, "Oh, of course." I have literally just to share a story. I have literally been on the phone with somebody, and then walked into the office, and the lady who I was speaking to, like, I went into their office. I was like, "Hi, I'm here to see Ruth. You know, I have a scheduled viewing." And then she was like, "Are you Drake?" And I was like, "Yes, it's me. I'm Drake." And then she's like. Oh, you're black. Okay. And then she smiled. And then all of a sudden, the house wasn't available. I was yeah, like, fuck you and something. fuck your fucking ancestors. Yeah. Fucking bitch. <laughs> but anyway, yes. Um, sorry, just to, just to, um, like, you know what? It's all well and good. That thing that you're saying about, like, you know, in, in his part of the world, they don't have mm. that race thing. Um, fun fact for anyone who's listening around the world. In Botswana, we also don't have racial markers like because oh, i remember that is a fun South... fact that is that is a law i didn't know that yeah like um i remember when i moved to south africa when i moved to cape town when i was 17 years old most i had to open up a bank account and i was applying for school and the thing is that i remember when i was applying for school it was a bit tricky because my father is of mixed descendancy like my great grand no, not my great grandmother not my great grandmother my grandmother is mm. biracial she's half white half black so everybody so i guess you could say it's called colored i mean that's mm. the south african that's the south african context of understanding um yeah. but i so 
I remember having a difficult time when I was filling out my application form when I was like, do I take black or colored? And I was like, I'm not, I mean, yeah, I'm colored because I mean, my father's family is colored yeah. in a South African, in, through a South African, yeah. through a South African imagination. My family's through a, through a South African gaze of race, a South African yeah. understanding of race. Um, I was like, my father's side of the family is colored, but and you know how culture does that thing where you take on your father's identity, like their yeah. tribe and their clan and their identity and all of that. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, but I don't know them. And I grew up with my mother's side of the family. And my mother's side of the family is blackity black, black, right. black, black. Like yeah. my like my like black, my grandfather left South Africa. He put himself in exile. He was like, nah, fuck this, not doing this shit. I'm moving to Botswana. <laughs> so I was just like, so I grew up black. But I remember moving to Cape Town and going to the bank. And I was like, why is race so important? And then I realized like in Botswana, if you're applying for like, if you're applying for a new bank account, if you're applying for property, if you're applying for whatever, nobody is like, what race are you? Like, there's no box that you tick. So that's why I believe your friend when he says like in his part of the world. Sorry, um, I kind of took a long way around to get to this, which is like, it's all well and good that, you know, they don't they don't have those racial markers or they don't have those um, those 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 boxes of identity. But it's also very important to fortify your children because, oh, my God. This is yet again another place where I think people are going to be mad, but biracial children have the weirdest racial identity ever. Because, oof, guys, I feel like I'm working on a landmine here, but I'm trying to tiptoe around this thing. You, <laughs> you know, come through, come through, come through. I'm, I'm sure you've seen these conversations online and you have had these conversations with people with biracial people, people who identify as biracial, where they're like, oh, I just don't feel like I belong. Like, I'm too white to be black and I'm too black to be white. I'm like, my nigga, you're black. I'm like, you're black. You just don't want to wear blackness. I was like, you navigate the world as a black person. You are black. You, you, the world consumes you as a black person. The rules of blackness apply to you, but but you know I don't want to discredit one of my I don't want to discredit one one side of my family, and I'm just like, okay. I mean, listen, I'm not biracial, so I'm. It's not a a shame, like shame. (laughs) To those people, like honestly, like shame. shame. (laughs) But there are there are bigger forces at play. Also, like if you look at. like industries like uh, film and television Mm. you know there's a certain look that is deemed as beautiful there's a certain Mm -hmm. look that you know like you know people are typecast according to how they look you know i know when i was um when 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 we were still studying at well the college that we went to that one um i was always being cast as isangoma like (laughs) can't i be a bad bitch like because all it really takes is me being able to act and the, 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 the script and um, the aesthetic, which is, you know, which has got nothing to do with who I am mm. as a person. It's all being orchestrated so that I'm a baddie, like make me this person. But they take one look at me and they're like, no, this one is definitely a healer or she's definitely a mama or whatever. So the way you look as much as you'd want, you don't see yourself in a certain way, but the, the, the world gaze on you is 
I mean, it has a lot of weight, you know, and so you need to be able to counsel yourself through it, whether, you know, it's your race or your size or, you know, the texture of your hair, whatever it may be, mm. you know, you really need to be able to affirm yourself. Otherwise, friend, you will drown it's a lot. It's a lot. And the thing is that I'm seeing biracial people fight for their identity as like solely biracial. And it's just so tricky for me because it's also, this is also another thing that my favorite YouTuber, um, Kimberly Foster, for at um, her YouTube channel is at For Harriet. Check her out. Um, talks about, when she talks about like uh, how biracial people, or biracial passing or like people with more than one racial identity which is not black like black people have a certain welcomingness to them where it's like you can come and sit at the table with us like you know you're biracial you're welcome here but mm. it's also funny how biracial people can also be the villains and they also perpetuate things like um anti anti dark skin sentiments you know which is why oh. like I feel like we have to be careful. Well, this is what she said, and I also believe in it. We also have to be careful with who we allow to sit at the table with us. Like, there needs to be Definitely. a vetting process of, like, um, yeah, you kind of... I mean, we don't want to exclude people. I'm not about exclusion, but I'm also, like, I just need by people who identify as biracial to just pick a side, I mean, the side has already been picked for you by your genetics, but if you want to yeah. go and if you want to go and twirl for white supremacy, listen, go do you. I just I just find it tiring how um, when white supremacy and white people and whiteness spits that person out, when they come back into Ooh. black spaces, we welcome them. You know. Say it again. Yeah. Because let's be they, like, and they um, come back with a bang. Hey, they come back full force, and it's like. Dude, but like we've had this conversation where now now you're back on one hundred thousand, but our level is yeah, and like we're mellow about this now. And, and what's yeah, hurtful? Like, of whiteness will whiteness will always humble you, you know. That's why I was saying earlier, counsel yourself, mm. work your way, work your way through it, around it. It's a constant thing. Like there's no, you don't ever reach a point where you're like, okay. Yeah, I, I, I've arrived at this now. Like, this is where I'll stay. Because even mm. you as an individual, you want to evolve past, you know, who or what you are right now or mm. what you like or, you know, all of that. You want to evolve past it. And the, as you move forward, there will be more stuff that, you know, makes you realize that, oh, okay, I don't fit into certain spaces. And mm. yeah, it's just having like, you know, mental strength and emotional strength is so, so important. Mm, mm. Especially when dealing with, like, whiteness is very, whiteness is a disease. Like, it's very, it's very, it's very easy to be sick from whiteness and not realize it. Yeah, true. So, yeah, friend, going back to what you were saying about people wanting to modify their bodies, babe, do it if you if you if you feel this is what you you want mm -hmm. do it and also you know as much as yes we're aware that people need to have uh conversations with themselves you know introspection all of that it's not for me to look at another person who as far as I'm concerned, is clearly going down a rabbit hole of self-hate and be like yeah this one hates her so da, da, da. 
you know, say whatever it is that you need to say, not about, but to the person, if you're concerned, mm. you know, but knowing full well that I'll get now, first of all, mm-hmm. you know, but get obviously as a person who is concerned, or maybe you love this person, your friends or family or whatever, don't ever think that you have dominion over another person. You don't, you don't. But I feel like as Uzime, as a person, let's say, who wants to modify herself, mm. I need to know why I'm doing it. I need to be clear on why I'm doing it, you know. And um, this is a conversation I've had with a couple of my friends that I do want to have um, cosmetic surgery. And, uh, you know, my friends have always been very supportive. Like, yeah, girl, you know, do you do what you must? Because they're of the understanding that you're only doing what you what you think is going to make you feel better, mm. you know. And then, there's a, then it's up to me after that. Even though there are people who could say, no, Zima, don't do it, da, da, da. It's up to me to be the one who makes the best decision for myself. And part of the conversation that I'm having with myself is that Abandu Abafani, it's impossible. Like none of us, we're not designed to look the same. We're not designed to look the same. And that is the beauty of being human. That is the beauty of being an individual. That's the beauty of being Isdula Isile. That's the beauty of being like Islanda. Islanda Malaylai. You know? Yes. There's so much beauty that exists within us. You know? It's 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 not to say that you're not beautiful because you have all of the stuff that makes you feel unpretty. It's just what the world, it's just what mass media is selling to you. I know that I'm a stunner. I don't need to be told. Mm, but yes, there's part of me that I feel like But this is this is not going to stop me from doing what I want. I may change my mind, but I may do it. And I I I mean I don't know, friend, like but I, I don't think there's anybody who can stop the next person from doing whatever it is that they want to do I, but it's important as an individual to have clarity i will de- i definitely agree with a hundred percent with everything you're saying and i just want to add on to it and say you like zime we're speaking now and right we're having a conversation okay basically what i want to say is at the at the at the baseline of everything you have to live with yourself so if, yeah. if the way you're currently living with yourself does not make you happy, then go and fix and change it. At night, you are alone with your own thoughts. And if, if you think bleaching yeah. or any form of body enhancement is going to make you sleep better at night, by all means, please do it. Like, please enjoy this life. Use this body of yours um, with as much agency as you were given. Ex- expand on it. Like, if you mm-hmm. want, just live live your best life, you know? So um, I was just saying that to say the thing about people can advise you as much as they want to, right? But as friends and as people who are close to you, when you go home, you are alone in your own mind and you have to live with your own body. Yeah. You, you have your own pathology mm-hmm. and you have your own way of metabolizing the world, which other people don't understand. So it's like, a listen, if you feel like this is what's best for you, if you feel like this is what's necessary and needs to happen, then by all means, you have my support. I am all about people exercising their agency and their, uh, and their, and their, and just living their fullest truth that they can. Okay. Wait. It, it reminds me of a story. Can I just tell this quickly? Yes, please. Yes, please. 
So, uh, when I was living uh, with you and the girls, mm. um, I was working for a makeup company, right? And uh, I'd always had very good skin, mm. but uh, so I was just, I never really, I never used any skin products. It was always just soap and water and uh, yeah. I was working for this company. My skin was really taking it a bad way because I it was a must. They used to ask us at random, M17, how many products do you have on your face? And you need to name them. I have concealer, I've got foundation, I've got primer, da, 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 you know? You wow. need to wear 11 products. And so obviously you can imagine the beating that my, that my uh, skin was going through. So mm. I told my mom about this. My mom is old school and she sent me um, a skin lightening cream and when I opened the box, I, like, I oh, remember. <laughs> oh my gosh, I remember. E Carolite, friend, was it Carolite? Carol something, Carol something. You know, it was an orange <gasps> and white container with the orange lid and a white tub. I remember yes. that, yeah. friend. And I was feeling so so embarrassed, so I hid it under a pile of clothes on this chair that I used to sit in my that used to be in my in my bedroom. So obviously, you and mm. I we have our conversations, whatever. And I think you came in one evening like wanting to have a serious conversation and you just sat on on this pile of clothes and you felt like something hard and as you were reaching behind you, i was just like oh no oh no oh no oh no oh no oh no <laughs> <laughs> and you were like friend i was like oh my god this is not happening <laughs> i i remember that friend oh my gosh i remember that specific event and like friend it also speaks to how you know, like my mom, that she just felt like this is how you fix the problem. Like, just mm. use a lightning, uh, just use a lightning cream. You know, it's not like no drink, a drink. You know, more water, or maybe use lemon, or you know, use whatever. Here, yeah, just use this thing. Make yourself lighter. You'll be beautiful. You know, and it came mm. from a good. It came from a good heart. Like you know, I understand her. You know, but it also goes back to this thing of. Yeah, maybe like you just light lighten yourself, you know, you'll be prettier, you'll be whatever, whatever, whatever. And it's not to say that I I won't be, but also the psychology behind all of the things that we want to do as people to modify ourselves is so important to go through, you know. Don't just mm. do it and just because. Yeah, anyway, I just thought I should remind you of that event. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Um, I did, I did, so if I can share a quick story also before I move on to the next topic of discussion, um, my upbringing, I have a very problematic relationship with my complexion because from my father's side of the family, it's me and like one other, co- one other cousin that were the darkest cousins. Um, cause my aunts and uncles like married similar complexioned people mm. or lighter. And then my dad, yeah, shame. He met my mom. My mom is kind of dark also so you know mm-hmm. i came out Your mom is so from my dad thanks so pass on how could he yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah from my father's side of the family there was that but then from my mother's side of the family i was the lightest and i grew up under this thing where like complexion was always a thing of focus so in my adult life now, I won't lie. I've taken that on. I'm legit like, uh-uh, guys, I've been in the sun too long. I need to save my complexion, you know? Or when I've, gone, when I've gone darker, 
when I've gone darker, I feel like, no, I need to reverse this. I need to fix this. And the thing is that it's something that I've been like, okay, that's a problematic way of thinking. But it's also been like, ah, guys, I'm tired of, you know, tired of healing and unlearning and whatever, whatever. And it's just like, ah, listen, I don't want to do just too much work to unlearn this specific thing. So I'm just like, fuck it. I'm just going to lean into it. Friend. So, but yeah, it's that thing where, um, when I when on days when maybe I've spent like three days in the house and I haven't gone anywhere because of lockdown or whatever, and I'm looking a bit lighter, you know, I feel a bit more beautiful. Like that's very problematic to say because it's it's a white supremacist understanding of beauty, but it's honest and we're having a conversation most. So, you know, I yeah. must be honest about what I'm going through without fear of judgment. So that's that's a confession that I that I that I that I make. Um okay. Friend, but I want to ask you something. I think like it, it's, it, it, will ch- it will change. I'm not talking about you specifically. I'm talking about for all of us, as, I mean, consumers of, you know, mass media. You know, because have mm. you noticed how, you know, when black people, like dark-skinned people are deemed to be okay, you know, they're allowed, at, they're allowed to, I'm speaking specifically again about fashion shows, just as an example, um, like the Marvel, mm-hmm. like um, not fashion shows, but the fashion industry, you know, um, yes. can be like very, very, very dark. But okay, now you need to be like super skinny and have a small nose. Mm-hmm. Like there, like certain things that feed into um, whiteness. You know, you can't just be, you know, you will definitely can't be thick. You know, you can't be like black and thick and have. You know, a big nose and fat lips. It's woo! Yes. Yo, dare, dare like, you try that? Like yo, 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 yo. And then, but if Friend. you look around at black people, this is what we look like. Like we're not yes. the same. Like friend, I feel like it's such a it, it, oh my gosh! Like you literally read my mind with one of the one of the conversation points that I wanted to cover, with the fact that like I feel like there's a bit of um pandering i don't know if the word if i'm using the word correctly but like when the fashion industry finds a dark skin model and they uplift her most of the time nine out of ten nine out of ten times it is a black like blue black model who the complexion would be beautiful and dark and rich mm. but them exactly like you said skinny and we're not saying and we're not saying um, black people are a monolith to say that there's one way that a black that black beauty can be separate can be celebrated. Yeah. But we also have to be honest and have the discussion about why is it that all of these pretty dark skin models have extremely Eurocentric features, thin lips, high mm-hmm. nose, very skinny, and it's like where are I remember one time seeing there's this I forgot her name fuck this YouTuber who friend she's a big girl. She is dark-skinned. She's got chubby cheeks. She's got some pimples here and there. She's got a Mm. thick nose. And she's a makeup artist. And I'm like, this is the first time I'm seeing somebody like this being celebrated. And I'm not saying that is the only way that Black beauty exists. But I'm saying that there's not enough stories and there's not enough coverage Mm. of Black people's beauty, Black women's beauty that doesn't Mm. fall that narrative of uh, that doesn't fit that aesthetic that the fashion industry mm-hmm. said. And friend, and the, way these, the way these algorithms are set up for, you know, things like Instagram and like I've just heard recently TikTok, so that 
you don't get to see these people. You actually need to go out <laughs> searching, you know, you're searching for these uh, uh, people and you'll find them, whether they be makeup artists or models or whatever. You actually need to go out of your way and find them because the al- algorithms, the people who design them, um, a white man, don't want us to be seen. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, friend, like, you know, I know people will be annoyed. Like, yeah, they're always blaming everything on white people. But the point is that they are the ones that run everything because, I mean, they've colonized, you know, everything. They, 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 you know, they want to have a hand in every single uh, cookie jar. And Mm. so now it's our responsibility as people that don't fit into that box to make sure that um, we are seen and heard. So mm. we tell each other about certain influences. We tell each other mm. about certain spaces mm. where, you know, uh, we're welcome or spaces that we can take over. I feel like we need to be more militant about making ourselves seen and heard. As Uzo Zbini said, cementing ourselves. And it's not a joke. It's not just a, uh, it's not just things. It's just it's not just words that are up in the air, you know. So yeah, we are we are all about solutions, and those who want to come through, guys, come through, come through. You're welcome. Join. Yes. Like we're here to deconstruct. Like this life for me is about deconstruction. Like deconstructing capitalism, deconstructing uh, 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 white supremacy, deconstructing patriarchy, and just finding out like a way where people can live more free and authentic lives. You know. Mm, mm. Because for for it's gonna go on forever, where you know blackness, everything that makes us beautiful, and uh, you know, um, everything that makes us beautiful is gonna be picked at. You know, like mm. we, black women have been having fat asses, guys have been having fat asses. Mm-hmm. But now, when people think the fat ass, the first person they want to make reference to is Kim Kardashian. Kim like, Kardashian. Really, really. Even our hairstyles, guys, we've like, mm. like, but you know, because Kylie Jenner is doing it now, suddenly they give it like a, what, whatever term or name they're naming it, but it has to do specifically with them. And look, look, my hat, my hat goes off for them. Hey, I, I, I applaud them because they saw that, well, they can make their coin from this. That's, that's right. The mm. unfortunate thing is that now it's at our expense. So how do we reclaim mm. us, guys? How do we reclaim us? You know, that's the question that we yeah. will tr- we are we are we are looking for through these conversations. And I think mm-hmm. bit by bit we get closer to the answer. But it's elusive. But we yeah it's always fluid, guys. So like we're const- constantly working towards just being okay like i don't expect much of us as a people i don't expect us to you know excel beyond whatever but i mean this would always this will always be lovely but my greatest concern right now is just for us to be okay just be at a Mm. point where you're okay and you can live with yourself without feeling the need to compare yourself to whiteness without feeling the need to you know uh ask too many questions about yourself whenever you want to do something that makes you feel good you know Mm. so honestly like guys when it comes to standards of beauty i feel like a lot of what's going on right now in in um 
uh, social media specifically was influenced by us. That, that's we're right. Not, we're not getting the credit for it, you know? There was, there was um, and I'll find a link for it. There was somebody on Twitter whose dissertation was um, beauty standards, how the beauty industry stole black women's beauty and is now selling it back to them. I was yep, like, damn, yep, I yep, want to read yep, that. Yeah, I'd love to read that. I'll, I'll look for the link and I'll leave it in the description for the, for the podcast. Yeah, friend. But also that um, the YouTuber you were talking about, I think you should link that as well. Kimberly, okay, I'm, I'm definitely going to link it. Her name is Kimberly Ann Foster. You can, ooh, guys, yo. My oh, English yeah. music song was dropped out, guys. Like that Foster was very, <laughs> was very... Yeah. Okay, so I'm drinking here and I'm and I'm a lightweight, hence why my 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 pronunciation has been all over the place. But yes, Kimberly Ann Foster. Not Anne like A-N-N-E, Kimberly Nicole Foster, yes. And her YouTube channel is at for Harriet. But like Zima suggested, I'm gonna leave a link in the description so you guys can go watch her videos. Very, very intelligent lady. Very I love her. Um friend, uh we could go on for hours. Yeah. about this or about any other but um i have to i have another standing appointment so i think can we we can wrap it up here mm, yes definitely and then, we'll have, and then go have our after party and our debrief on oh, whatsapp after party, of course <laughs> <laughs> so, okay so i would just like to like we've been reiterating throughout the episode People are more than welcome to let us know what they think, what they think, and how maybe we could be flawed in the things that we have said. Because obviously, mm. I mean, nobody's ever, you know, right all of the time. And yeah, guys, we'll catch you on the next podcast. In the next podcast, um, I had an idea that I shared with Zime, and I'll just share it with mm. you guys. We doing film reviews so we are gonna watch um and i'm saying this to you guys so that i can keep myself and i can keep me and zimia accountable where i'm like yeah. oh shit friend we we promised people that we do a film film review so we're gonna do a film review um we're gonna find a film to watch um a film to watch preferably a south african film and then talk about it from uh, political and from even, uh, I mean, me and Zime are both graduates of a film school. We, you know, we can also talk about dissecting things like the sound and the music and the story wow. and the acting and all that. So that's also something. But yes, guys, please do engage. Please do share this conversation. If you feel like you learned something from it, share it with a friend. Um, and tweet me or Zime. I'm going to be annoying you guys on Twitter with the links to this. Until and <laughs> and yeah, guys. Um, me and Zimi will be seeing you in the next episode. We're gonna go have an after party for a couple of minutes on WhatsApp <laughs> to talk about personal things that can't go on the that can't go on the podcast. <laughs> it's too juicy. <laughs> but yeah, guys, thank you so much to everyone who listened, and thank you for the support from everyone. Okay, bye, guys. Bye.